Hello, I'm Alice Arnold. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast. I'm with Jonathan Bailey in the, well, I bet, the company office of the Gilgood Theatre. <laughs> Jonathan, you are playing in company Jamie, who was originally Amy. Mm. And it's interesting because a lot of fuss has been made about Bobby being a woman as opposed to a man, which it was in the original production. Mm. I don't think there was much talk really about the fact that because it just seems so natural yeah that amy is now jamie mm. and you play one half of a gay couple who are getting married yeah i think and um it's quite it's quietly revolutionary i think in the mm. in terms of gay theater um because it's been retrofitted the idea that now it's a guy with a guy um there's no reference necessarily to sexuality or, or commentary from the other people on stage which i think is a breath mm-hmm. well, it's not a breath of fresh air that sort of puts it lightly I think it's um, quite important because of course there are all all narratives of um, queer identity that are shown on stage but to see a couple that essentially is just experiencing a human very human um, moment in terms of fear of marriage and um, settling down I think um, is brilliant that there's no no one sort of and you can do it because now you know there were equal marriages well, has been legal here since for a while but in, yeah. in America it, more recently actually yeah, yeah, yeah. but it just sits really really naturally yeah, I had to brilliant. actually look up to see that it wasn't in the original oh, well, yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. in the original because that was 1970 and yeah. that would have been controversial well, then. Yeah, and but it just seems so uncontroversial now no, and just and, brilliant yeah. Yeah. I think also the, the, what company did in 69 and 70 when it was written and performed is that it sort of held a mirror up to society and I think it would be, there's no reason why um, Bobby, female Bobby in New York now would have um, just heterosexual friends. No, there's no she reason wouldn't. for that. She wouldn't so it would in have New been York, slightly odd. Yeah, not. It would be odd yeah. if she did mm. only have heterosexual friends, I would think. Yeah, yeah. But, so um, it's an amazing opportunity that Marianne... And you took. sing this wonderful song, which is <laughs> <laughs> the fastest song I've ever seen. And then you, you actually do my favourite bit in the whole show, if I had to just pick one moment, when you jump into a fridge. Oh, yeah, that's and right, yeah. yeah into a it's brilliant. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah. um, how long did it take you to get to sing that song with so many lyrics mm. that fast? It, it, it requires a, a great amount of uh, practice. I, I'd say that the thing is, because I've never done a musical in the West End like this ever, and I'm amazed at the athleticism and self-care that's required. And you do, that's, I think the idea of approaching it as an athlete seemed to be the way to do it, especially because, as you said, there's, I think it's like six point something words a second in the song and there's um, rarely a moment to breathe just for reference the normal speaking speed is three words per second yeah absolutely right more than double that more than double yeah and there was a moment in rehearsals where I'd wished I'd learnt the song in the Alps because it seemed like that would be the only way to actually successfully do it with high altitude training but um, (laughs) but then it it did uh, yeah it settled and and obviously um, Within the care, with the care of um, Marion Elliott, the director, and and Joel Fram, the musical director, um, the, the, she managed to really focus it by really thinking and making the words that you're saying very active, um, which I think is a, been a revelation for me as a performer. Because I, I, I think with Sondheim, if you can, the the trick every night is 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 to to perform it as if you've never thought those thoughts before, and that can be quite hard if there's six words a second. But if you can really buckle down and start very slowly and then speed up, speed up, speed up, then, then it really takes flight. Yeah, think. it doesn't come across as just this is the fast song. It comes across as this is what uh, I'm saying. This yeah. is what I'm singing about. It happens to be incredibly fast. Yes, because I'm having a panic attack. But, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, which which some nights oh. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> which all fits very well. I mean, were you aware of the challenges of Sondheim? Because probably this Sondheim 
Sondheim musicals, one of the most challenging of all, I think, in that it encompasses everything that Sondheim is about. Yeah, I think you're one right. One of which is a lot of lyrics in a song. But yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Were you aware of all that when before you I came think, to the part? Yeah, but there's something interesting about Sondheim from an outside perspective. I mean, I love musical theatre, I love TV and theatre in all forms, but um, Sondheim's always been revered and sort of embalmed. So I think there's, there, was, there was a fear approaching it, not really understanding why. I knew it was brilliant, and I knew I'd seen... Um, a couple of his, his production or, or his his shows and his pieces, and thought, God, these are brilliant. And actually, the r- realization is that actually he um, writes something very human, and um, it, it's very accessible to perform because it requires a bit of you, in a way that um, I wonder if other musical theatre doesn't quite. In that you have to sort of approach the ballad, say, say in another musical, you have to approach a ballad from the outside in. Sondheim really requires you to go inside and of, of, the, of, of the complex material and then work your way out. So actually, you have to put yourself forward. And the moment you do that and you commit to it, it becomes very clear what you have to do with it. So, but that was a big revelation, I think. So actually, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Well, I mean, it's a, it is a phenomenal performance. I mean, you do light oh, up you. the show. It is absolutely brilliant. Oh, um, as I've been saying, it's a dream. Everyone's it's a total dream come true. It's, it, it's wild. We'll see you at the Olivier Awards. We know that. Oh, Just no. an absolute dead cert. Yes. Um, cinnamon roll. I first, see, I first, yes, have some more cinnamon roll. So I'm going to just flatter you through most of well, the I can't wear it. That's all right. You'll get over it. <laughs> I'm going to start beating out six words. <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll, you'll be fine with it. Um, now, so I first sort of really knew you from, from W1A, mm. which, you know, I have a history with that sort of whole era of yeah, production yeah, yeah. and Paul Schlesinger and all that. And, yeah. and how much fun was that to make? Mm. Amazing. Completely brilliant. Um, it it's, was sort of amazing to go into into the building and the institution to realise very quickly that it wasn't a comedy after all. It was actually a modern day horror story. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, just working with people who you'd seen on TV, being like delivering amazing performances. And as you say, um, Paul Schlesinger, amazing producer, and John Morton, the writer, who, who's written some of the best comedy over mm. the years. Um, One of the least funny men you'll ever meet. Well, yeah, he but doesn't laugh, co- does he? He's very kind, <laughs> <laughs> and he d- he has yeah, he's forensic and sort of yes, he's a scientist, isn't he? When it comes to it, and and he knows what works, and he does. Um, he's one of the one I have to say one of the directors that I work with in, in TV where when he says he's got it, you know he has. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I so he's very it's very it's quite nice to work with that pragmatism, but he's sort of brilliant. I just always find it quite hard because when you think you're being terribly funny, he never laughs. Oh, I see, and yes. he doesn't laugh at you yeah, yeah, so because he he's written it so he knows it's funny yeah, yeah, I see but he mean, sort yes. of you know analyse it yes that's funny no yes. that's fine yeah. <laughs> yes, you know yeah. right. Oh, right okay and that equals yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is there going to be any more of that I just, sadly I don't think there is uh, are we done with it oh, I no. think so well but you know we'll who knows else. 2012 was such a brilliant series wasn't it and then to see Jessica Hines and Hugh Bonneville come back who knows where they could go um, I think it's such a precise piece of writing that it requires a lot from John Morton um, so it would be it would be um, greedy of us to steal away his time when he could be doing other things so we'll see maybe he'll come back to it but so the next thing was I'm going to there's another flattering story oh, no. but Leslie Nichol yeah is an, a neighbour of ours yeah. um, and uh, she she was in Downton played the cook in Downton Mrs. and Patmore, she was yeah. in she was in your last production at the Donmar Warehouse right, she yeah. stopped me with her dog our dogs are the same breed she yeah. said Alice you have to go and see this production yeah, at the Donmar yeah. she said not for me darling not for me but there are two young men in it who are oh. two of the best talents I have ever seen oh, wow. coming up through the theatre that's, that's very, what she very, said very so I thought oh I can't be bothered with that no, no I don't know <laughs> I will go and see 
it. So <laughs> that was the York Realist, which was at the Donmar. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing you there. A yeah, great, yeah. great production. Well, and also Leslie um, Nichol was fantastic as well. I don't she, think anyone could play the part she, in the same way. She was fantastic. But, uh, and so this is now... I don't know if it's a pattern, but the, the, the so the last two parts I've seen you in have been. So you have said this is from you mm. that you you it, find it important to find stories that humanise the homosexual experience. Yeah, um, that, that is important to you. It matters, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. I think I've been really spoiled in that to be able to talk about like a queer identity and, and, a, and a homosexual experience. And to be able to explore it in a play like York Realist, which looks into a relationship um, in 1963 between someone from London and someone from York, which actually, even though you would definitely probably categorise it as a gay play, it was more about cultural distances and was deeply relevant to what's happening, I think, in our country now, in that, you know, you could have one person in London who's got a more cerebral understanding of his identity and someone who is in Yorkshire who's never had to question anything who's far more confident in himself and his skin and just the meeting of those two people who, and how they fell in love was a, a part of it but then you know it was amazing with Leslie Nicole playing the mum and about um, family and identity within community and that was all very brilliant but it, uh, for me that really humanised the homosexual experience in that way because because it was secondary and um, and it looked into something that I think otherwise people might take for granted which is that you can only see yourself as something if you've been exposed to something else yes and mean. that's what was interesting because the country boy mm. had no no fear no um and yet it was the the guy who'd been in in london and you would think well that's the more liberal attitude he's going to be yeah, more comfortable yeah, yeah. with in sexuality but in fact was the person who wasn't yeah. because he knew there was homophobia out there whereas the sort of innocence yeah and been pickled the country by guy didn't yeah have, had never experienced any homophobia. well they've been yeah because they so, just they i think they amazingly the sister refers to him as um he's not the marrying kind yes um and that was the idea of you know because they were they were all sort of a methodist um socialist uh, community and obviously John the character I played from London would have been in the sort of uh, pol politically front-footed um, raw court set and of course Peter Gill was who wrote the play was um, was one of those people as well so to have him be there as the writer yeah. and amazing Rob Pacey directing that was just amazing but then to be able to now come and do company and as I said in the same reasons that I'm now playing a character that the sexuality isn't referred to by any of the other characters it's not commented at upon at all um, and it's you know three years after marriage is legalised in America so three years before decriminalisation in your realist to oh there's a trumpet warm me up that's, <laughs> that's the fanfare <laughs> beg your pardon sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so yeah, I just you, there's there's amazing ways in which you can um, look through a lens at someone's experience and and shine a light on a certain area of it, and I think those two plays have, especially for my understanding of what it is to be gay. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I'm very proud of those two roles. No, and it's just it's just I think it's just a coincidence that they came in the same year. It's not it's not something that I'm so my for. producer before I, I left the building, she said um, if if I couldn't think of any questions to ask, I could just look at you because you are very easy on the eye. And then that is that is that is true. And I'm not going to say that because obviously that's, that's, that's just like objectifying you and in an awful way. <laughs> However, you are very fit, and I don't mean like fit, well, you are fit, but you are fit, aren't you? You you work out and you do sporty things, which is what I I'm do. I see. You. That's I, a I long got you. Way, yeah, yeah, no, I got long you. way of me leading up to your sporting <laughs> prowess. Well, it feels like, um, as I said, that yeah, I feel like do, doing this show 
is doing a, a short 5k sprint every night especially because it's episodic and there's brilliant um, sequences that all of us have in our pairs and so for about 20 minutes it's really super intense and then the rest of it obviously is is like there's the, there's a the side by side which is a big number opening act two which Patti Lepone dances in as well as all of us mm. um, and it's amazing and everyone's brilliant in the company but it is it, I mean you must burn about 2,000 calories or something but so yeah it does help and I do when I'm not working because I don't think I'd be able to do it now but um, I started doing sort of triathlons and stuff like that yes um, which, which bit which, which is your best bit of the triathlon well it's definitely not swimming it's not no okay. I did my first triathlon at Brighton and Hove one and, um, open water I, open water I know it's cold dear me yeah and also I did one once did you in a wetsuit never again no no I didn't do it in a wetsuit oh gosh it was a wetsuit no, but really the swimming was the only bit I was any good at oh really I, did, yeah, I got out quite quickly from the swim oh, that's and good. then uh, 250 people overtook me on the bicycle ride oh yeah which is yeah. annoying isn't it yeah. Should it so stabilises <laughs> but, <yeah, you> <laughs> but you yeah. know what I, cause yeah, I, when I did it <laughs> <laughs> I um I I just dived into the wall. I just ran to the scene. I was like, I just remember someone who was really good at triathlons. A friend of mine said it gets really aggressive, so you just get out there mm. as quickly as you can. You just hold your your nerve. And I I ran out. I got ahead, and then realised very quickly that I'd done no training. And this was going to be horrific. <laughs> so I turned around onto my back and sculled and just looked everyone in the eye and didn't let them pass. Well, then then they couldn't grab your feet and things. They do. That oh, they do. Tra- they they grab, do. Yeah. It's not they nice. Grab, um, now pointer. you've done lots. You've done obviously television, straight theatre, musicals. What? What's your favourite, or is it just the thing you're doing at the moment? Um, oh, I don't know. I think, yeah, it's because because there's so much change, and and which is so exciting about being an actor, and also completely terrifying. Um, that you do kind of fall in love with what you're doing at the moment. You have to love it because it, it does take a lot of your sort of your lifestyle. I suppose it is a lifestyle job, but um, I just I have to say that I just love theatre because it's, it's the community that you get around it and I know people say that but it is you are in control of telling a story every single night and I've had amazing TV experiences um, and I've loved the experience of doing it and I've, I love the final product but actually you, do, you never know really what your part is and how you're trying to serve an idea of what you think it should be or what the director wants in the moment which in the edit can completely change there's something very pure mm. about, about the storytelling of theatre and I've always wanted to be in a western musical so this is literally a dream come true this is bucket list tick oh, tick tick perfect now so you've I'm got four it. sisters is that right? Uh, three three yeah, sisters three so you were brought up with lots of girls yes yeah. do you think that influenced your upbringing? to have such a female environment well I think so you? I think um, I feel very enriched because of that definitely um I know that Patty says something really interesting about having a female director because in Patty Lapone's, who's in this uh, production of company's huge career, she's only ever really worked with one female director, and that's Marianne. Or I think the last one was in the seventies, which is extraordinary. But she said the, the 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 feeling is is that because there's a there's a woman can bear children, and whether you have had children or not, the idea of that she says seems to affect the way that. Um, they hold a rehearsal room and how they guide which I was thinking about because I was thinking oh, that's really interesting but I do think that I personally have benefited from being surrounded by brilliant women all my life and actually if I think about it all, uh, you know, I've got great male friends as well but my, my most key relationships professionally as well have been with women Mm. Um, so there must be something to do with that and whether that's just nature nurture and because I've been around women I love being around women um, I think they're the best three they're my they're my idols, I think, and they always have been, and always will be. But um, yeah, so I think I think I, I feel very lucky and grateful for them. So this was bucket list West End musical. Yeah, and um, my, you come in with a 
with a bang to a West End musical. It's not like you're in some tiny little part in the background. It's, wait, it's a wild neon this is, this gay is, theme park this is ride. Big time. Yeah. Um, more of this to come. Uh, I think. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, you never know. Do you? I mean, whatever comes, um, um, whatever comes your way. I'm definitely more of company until March. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to break this contract. No, no. Every, is everyone, everyone's staying on. Until yeah, March, we're all staying. They? Because 100%. It's, the run's been extended, which is great. Yes, it's brilliant. By yeah. golly, everyone's going to want to come see this. Yeah, well, yeah, the reviews. Yeah. Every it's been five star reviews across oh, that's the board. Great. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, been I absolutely think so. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So well, good luck tonight in your thank show, you. which you'll be doing in a minute. And yeah. thank you so much. For what a pleasure! Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for the cinema. was the musicals and theatre podcast and if you enjoyed that then why not subscribe it's absolutely free to our channel on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts you can also hear me every weekend morning from six till ten on mellow magic